check, check. David T. Miller, folks. Loading artist. Audio inside. Loading artist. Audio inside. Oh, it's Artcast, it's Artcast, it's Artcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair. Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too. Adjust your volume, it's hotcast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you. So sit back. Oh yeah, it's Artcast. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. Hey, and welcome to Otcast. Be sure to check out the artist's websites or otcast.com and check out the work and links. All right, let's get started. Today's guest is Heather Yip, who is based in central British Columbia, Canada. Her work consists of poetry, video, assemblage, and painting. In this episode, we talk quite a bit about the themes in her work that deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of technology and contemporary life. We also talk social media and platforms for artists, and give some shout-outs to our favorite podcasts. And why, why can't we stop mentioning pumpkin spice lattes? Uh, It is, in fact, the season. So thanks for joining us today, and stay tuned for more. I really like your work that way with now because it's especially the assemblage and I guess you can call them sculptures too. They're, you know, you're using a rock attached to a wall, you know, like and how high tech, if you will, the, the phones are and everything else, tablets. And it's just funny to see the, the point to that, but like actually pointing at that device with, you know, and saying, oh, this is a rock instead or a banana, you know, and. I don't know. I just I find that really funny and kind of cool to see. Well, thanks, Phil. That's very nice of you to say. Oh, sure. Based on you know their, you know maybe we should have a banana and stay instead of like a half an hour on the phone. You know, like what? Where where does the health come from from that? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Let's eat a banana. (laughs) Good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's I it's true, and I think the assemblages for me. Um, going back to when we were talking about, uh, like your spoken word practice and writing some poetry or music for, for different reasons. Like, I think the assemblages just kind of were a way for me to step back from painting a bit or making on a surface, which I kind of, in a way is a lamenting about the screen, but yeah, like it's super fun to just involve like random 
like random bits and pieces at like whatever I can find around the house, outside the house. Um, and it, it, it kind of harkens back to a way that, you know, when I was a kid, like we didn't have all that. So we would go for a walk and collect things and, you know, yeah. make a fort in the woods or what have you. And, and I think that's kind of, for me, the dark side too, is my, I feel like my kids and maybe their generation are being a little bit like robbed a little bit of that, like yeah. the, the ability to just leave the house, like go outside and kind of hang out <laughs> in the woods or in the neighborhood and at the park and just, you know, play. And right. so that, I guess that's what I'm kind of doing with those assemblages and they are super fun and I hope to. Yeah continue with those yeah yeah they're great and you know the, there's that virtual experience that it, you know like you mentioned the screen and you know oh, i can i don't know i mean i'm i'm guilty of it too like i i like to think that i can paint nature and but i'm hardly in nature anymore and yeah, you kind of have yeah. to be in a way to yeah, translate yeah, that to a canvas or a surface you know yeah yeah completely no, I'm, I'm guilty too. I mean, I could spend a, a ton of time scrolling through Instagram and just experiencing all the amazing stuff that people are doing out there and, or, you know, get, get on a screen and, and, and kind of watch, like watch more content than maybe I should. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, I, I think you make a great point. Like uh, you kind of have to immerse yourself a bit more and, Eat a banana in nature, I guess. Yes, That's maybe going to be my new with a pumpkin, my new motto, like double fisted out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to definitely include that pumpkin spice latte uh, little convo we had, just so a lot of this makes sense from here on out. <laughs> reference back to, isn't that funny? It always goes back to the latte. <laughs> oh, man, especially at this time of year, I find that that conversation. <laughs> Like people feel it creeping in the, the pumpkin spice or soup. Like I had my crock pot out yesterday. Guilty. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> i try to jump on the official questions if you don't mind. Sure. Not at all, Phil. Okay. Oh, well, at first I just wanted to welcome you to Oddcast, Heather. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to, to talk with you. Sure. You're welcome. And I was wondering where your studio is located. Um, so I guess the easiest way is to imagine Vancouver. And then I am about five hours kind of northeast in central British Columbia, Canada. Cool. Yeah. So a long way from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was curious about like maybe some of your first experiences with art making and like when do you feel like you got serious about it? Um, I love that question. I mean, cause you don't often think about kind of how you got, um, the bug, I guess. But yeah. for me, I do remember in elementary school, uh, being obsessed with Garfield and reading Garfield. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were called graphic novels at that time. <laughs> and so I just remember practicing drawing Garfield, like the shapes, like over and over until I could do it from memory. And I guess that's maybe where my drawing practice started. That's great. It usually starts off that way, right? I think so. Like for a lot of people, yeah, they, they kind of like to mimic something else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
And like mine was Snoopy, uh, but also Garfield. But I think Snoopy was my. Yeah. I love that, and I think we're kind of around the same age, Phil. Yeah, it makes well. Garfield was like the first, like experience with, uh, I guess, the comic strip with, the you know Sunday paper or something. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I remember looking forward to my parents. Somebody and family circus. Paper home. And <laughs> oh, and family circus. Yes, yes. So funny. Oh man. <laughs> I just find it interesting to get where you might be coming from with some of the work and to go, like go beyond it or behind it a little bit and wondering like outside of the studio, do you spend most of your time thinking or doing like other than say the, stu- the, the making of it? Um, I think I do at this point in my practice. I mean, I kind of came at it a bit later in my life. Like I decided to, um, I was telling you earlier that I'm pursuing an MFA right now. And so I decided to do that after 40, yeah. <laughs> which is a bit later than, than some people. And I, I didn't do a BFA. I have a, my bachelor's degree is in industrial design. So I worked in manufacturing oh. for, yeah, for, for my work, um, after college. And then, um, I didn't really look at art making as more than, than a, I guess, I mean, hobby is kind of a bad word. But um, I think the fact that I found this program that allowed me to be able to kind of study and stay in the smaller town that I'm at, like without having to leave and go back to school for, and I, and I have kids as well. So I couldn't really justify just, just leaving and going to school for two years. And so I think um, the, the commitment to a, a, pro, a school program for me especially made me kind of get more serious and get and be more dedicated to the the art practice yeah which I, I for my personality I kind of had to be I, I I don't think I'd get into the studio as often if I didn't have that and so this program has <clears throat> excuse me allowed allowed me to kind of think about uh, like the methodology of why I'm making art on like a 24 seven, almost like basis. I'll wake mm-hmm. up in the night and be like, Whoa, what was that? And have to make a note where, whereas before when I was mostly interested in painting more kind of landscapes or illustration work, uh, I didn't, it wasn't so enmeshed with my whole kind of being, I guess yeah, it sounds uh, intense, but yeah, it, it, this program has really allowed me to, to kind of take my practice more seriously, which I think, a lot of us don't allow ourselves to do with like with art for whatever reason, like from maybe we are told at a younger age, like, Oh, art, art making isn't like a serious job or you can't. Yeah. I'm sure you know the whole spiel. Yeah. It's like just such an investment and (laughs) right. It not everyone understands, of course. (laughs) Oh, totally. Completely. I don't think I had anyone my, in my life understand uh, what are, what, I mean, like how it, you just have to do, do it. And if, if not, you'll, I don't know what you, I'm not, I'm not sure what I would do if I didn't have the, even the, the drawing, the Garfield right. and, you know, or the Snoopy drawings, like the making. Um, and it doesn't have to be, it can be any, any, anything, but to, the, to have a creative outlet, let, I think for a lot of us is, is a, is a serious need and I think um 
especially in Western society, I think we have to take that, take that to a different level with, especially with the younger folks. Like I think to allow them to have more, have more creativity in their lives and to take that seriously is, is, is a good and positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you mentioned play earlier and there's definitely a lot more ways to play now. And then like say technology can really help you. I think you said something about waking up in the middle of the night and then trying to get an idea out. That may not be the time to jump in the studio, but you can like grab your tablet and just sketch it out or type it out or, or something. So I guess that can help. I mean, whoa, yeah. I have to, I have to grab a nototype. Like, I guess that could be the same thing. You just write it like <laughs> and a pencil. Right. Yes, you make it really. <laughs> Where is my pencil? Well, yeah, exactly. And I'm guilty. I like often have the iPad in my drawer in my nightstand, and that's such a good point. And and I think a lot of people, including yourself, I believe, are making some great work on iPads now. Like oh, just thanks. well, and 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 David Hockney and oh yeah, and, like just super like fantastic stuff like it's it's absolutely unreal so i mean yeah there's that juxtaposition again too with the good and the bad yeah um <laughs> things that are happening with technology so so yeah it's very interesting and then and then looking at it through a lens of kind of like allowing ourselves to play and be creative um yeah, and it's I, a, yeah. it can become a tool like almost anything can become a tool or a way to record an idea um, and I guess sometimes maybe one of the light sides of the devices is that they have, they potentially have everything in one. Like you can make a visual, you can record yourself, you can on a tablet or a phone, you know? So I guess that's the cool part, uh, of that. Whereas if you didn't, you'd have a tape recorder and uh, some pastels and <laughs> whatever else, you know, like, a, and it's, yeah. you know, if you live in a small apartment, that might not be necessary <laughs> or like even possible, <laughs> Yeah, you must be, are you more of like a, a positive person versus being, you know, like you sound like you look at things more of, I, I consider myself more of a pessimist, but I, I think what you bring up is very, really interesting because I find myself saying a lot of times like to my kids, oh, did you record that? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, but I'm talking about on the on the device where they can do exactly what you just said. They'll, they'll, they'll record record something and then they'll uh, go on top of it in an, in a yeah. different app with with drawing and and make something like amazing <laughs> like right. wow I, I couldn't even think of that it should so be a part it of it though i mean and not necessarily a foundation i'm a big fan of i think more so as i get older like i realize i actually had to draw an egg you know or a with towel a pencil. or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. with pastels yeah, yeah. or a conti crayon or something and you know, until you jump into these apps where, you know, it'll it'll give you an egg shape right off the bat and you don't have to worry about it, you know. And it's just important to get that foundation, too. I don't know how I got to that. <laughs> but No, that's um, interesting to, like, have the hindsight to kind of so that people know where the thing is coming from. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I think that's important as well. Because you got to, like, it's got to come from your hand. And then where else you go with it after that is up to you. And that's the future of art, I guess, in a way. But. But it yeah, is like cool that the, you can have all those apps at your fingertips. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah. And some of the work people are making. I mean, even with the VR stuff, um, I don't know if you know Austin Lee's work, and I only know him from Instagram. Which, okay. But even to see the little snippets of what he's doing in, in VR with 
and producing uh, sort of sculptures from it, from it, virtual like virtual reality, or is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what the the software is, but yeah. and then how exactly these these are being produced, but it's it really is amazing. Yeah, it's what definitely people cool. are doing. Yeah. But then you can contrast that with somebody like Maddie Lynn Ford, and she's making all of her stuff, I believe, by hand. But it, yeah. it's kind of giving off the same kind of feelings, right? So kind of analogous versus like the digital kind of. Right. Yeah, but it's evoking like the same kind of feeling in the work, like about the void and and about um, the good and the the bad and the ugly of technology and yeah. all these things yeah super interesting i was curious it might be a nice time to ask you about your video work oh. uh, <laughs> yeah again like i've kind of with with this program this mfa program i've been doing i've been kind of allowing myself to experiment with things for a school related project i did a piece and really enjoyed it and so i just kind of have experimenting been experimenting a bit with doing like mashups with older videos that people upload to YouTube and then um, bits and pieces like sort of recordings of me talking with my parents and my kids on a like on an iPad like on a FaceTime and how that that can be just a circus and then <laughs> kind of um, splicing that together with people's old films so I yeah. find that really interesting I hope I hope to do more of that, but yeah, it's 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 fun what you can do. I like how you you use like I think it was like a still shot of, say, a video loading or reconnecting on as far as a connection. Maybe it was FaceTime or what have you, and and use that with a video, like la later on in the production, you know, as an element, like a whether it's even just compositional or even like the content of it, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I was I was super interested in the content and then kind of speaks to like the feeling of the intergenerationality of all of these applications and how, I mean, I think for our generation, we kind of got stuck in the middle somewhere. I mean, even even when you talk about like having parents that are still living yeah. and caring for them or yeah. communicating with them with these devices that they have barely an idea, like, you know, and then children now who have every idea of how to use them is, is super fascinating to me. Yeah, I'm really curious about that. Yeah. I feel, I think you mentioned something about being in between. Is that what you said about the generation that we're in? I think I kind of feel like that. I don't know about yeah. you, but I kind of feel like we were plot plopped in between all this sort of storm of what's like helplessly right know, it's like, like i feel like i'm catching up to, in a way well yeah like if you've had to explain to your parent or parents how to use a texting app or it's it can be difficult <laughs> poor things I, I can't even grasp it never mind <laughs> yeah, forget it. <laughs> oh man I actually um, came across your work on Instagram, which was cool, and uh, and that that can be a really cool place. It's I'm still relatively new to it, even though I've been on for three years. Oh, you're the, uh, yeah. the Instagram, and I'm still like, oh, I the find Instagram. what's that? I said the Instagram. That's so cute. <laughs> you should say the Instagram. I love that. Did I, I say that? Say, 
Yeah, you did. You oh did my say gosh. that. I find myself, I say the Facebook or, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, it's nice. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. No, I, I wasn't aware that I said that. It kind of, maybe it points to my, the generation where it's like, although that was later than Facebook, as far as I know. Anyway. I think so. Anyway, but yeah. I, I'll go. I'll go with it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make T-shirts. The Facebook. Yeah. The, the Instagram. <laughs> I have a curiosity about some of the, actually, the hashtags that you put on your work, almost like exclusively or or just like consistently. I guess I should say, one of my favorites was the void, and you know, of course, one word hashtag. But, and then communication, which I think makes sense too. And, but the void was kind of cool for me, and I didn't know if. Like, where, where does that come from for you in your work? Um, I think that's mostly our reference, again, to, I would say, screens and yeah. the surface, being that it's kind of a dark rectangle for most, like, phones, tablets. When they're off, they're, they're a dark rectangle. Yeah, so yeah. even when and even when they're sitting over charging somewhere, I mean, we still have to plug these things into something to, to get, a, like, a power source. And so there's still that presence, right? Like you still feel that ominous thing, like, yeah. Oh, I see. It's in the. It's in my periphery, and I and I know that it's not charged, but I I have to go look at Instagram again. <laughs> I might have missed something. So that's where that comes from. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's, it's funny. My my tablet that I have, it you know, of course, it goes dark like most others, it but. Goes dark. And then I, I run over to it and I hit that main button just to like take it away from being the dark and to see if there's anything that, you know, anybody needs to reach me. <laughs> so there's, and we, we all do that, don't we? Yeah, it's yeah. like a constantly, like feature. all day. Like every, yeah. I joked on my Facebook, um, one of my Facebook posts, and I said, oh, I misplaced my phone today for like five minutes and I went mad, but it was <laughs> the best five minutes of my life. That's hilarious. <laughs> like oh take it away from my depressing poetry to like make a funny post you know it's kind of funny but, but there well i mean there is humor in the, in the depressing yeah oftentimes, it's I gotta think. be it's gotta be there you to said be. also the being a positive or see the light side of things like i feel like most of my stuff that i write always has that flip at least at the end you know and mm -hmm. i always like as the maker of it i really hope that people get that at the end you know at least to think that you know phil's all right don't worry <laughs> i think so phil and i mean even in your your painting practice your a lot of your color palette is so bright and uplifting so i i think that that works that applies there for you too oh cool yeah it's yeah. definitely a different thing and i think you'd ask if there was a connection between say what i write and what i paint and i think um maybe stylistically if that if that makes sense like the mechanics of it and like say mm. palette and painting and then also maybe structure and or not so much a content but the way that i write is that's where the that's where they relate i think I'm, it's just coming to me here mm -hmm. uh, yeah and i listened to a few of the pieces on this on on the soundcloud was it or the the band, the well, band the, it was on the band camp yeah and uh yeah like even <laughs> in some camp. of the <laughs> the little um i don't know what the, the technical term for it like when you have some other sound clips in there that was super interesting too and like to think of those along with 
words as like a palette in in yeah in song or poetry yeah that's that's super interesting too and yeah, we it, uh, did often end off on a positive note <laughs> <laughs> i i like to think that they're funny too you know even though like i said the subject matter or content is not always there but yeah like i, I think the way that they're constructed and they're as a medium they're pretty similar yeah yeah and like you don't i mean i i i'm assuming that you don't take yourself seriously a lot like it, i i mean maybe you take your work seriously but you yeah. as a human person like we have to kind of apply a lens of humor or else like what's the <laughs> point man like, <laughs> especially um especially now i think in this moment in time we have so much going on that can be so uh such so so viewed as so negative that yeah. you have to yeah you have to put on those rose colored glasses somewhere and if yeah, it's I think your that's, first, all the better yeah it's part of um i think one of the roles of an artist is to do that oh yeah because you have yeah. to i mean yeah, for sure and even with this platform that you're doing uh the podcast and reaching out to people and connecting in ways that are so important I really love what artists have done to the Facebook and the Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the last time I'll do that. I think it's getting old. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, especially Facebook and maybe because that's where I, that's where I was first and not so much Instagram. And I, cause Instagram tends to be a little more visual, but with Facebook, you can, you know, you can post your articles and your words and your political stance and it just becomes like, Oh my God, people are arguing with each other and everything. And then I think that the artist steps back and says, says something else, you know, about that same stuff. And it's, it, you know, there might be the twist of humor or a different perspective or I don't know. I, it would be pretty dull without artists, I think, is, you know, Facebook, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, completely. I haven't been on there for quite some time, but I agree. Like the, like having, the artists interspersed in there between yeah. everybody's political rants or what, right. what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Very needed. All right. So this is one of my favorite questions. Okay. And I was wondering if you can use three to five words to describe your work and you can pick like say assemblage or painting or video, but, or you can, or all of them. It just depends on, you know, what, what comes to you, I suppose. I feel like my current work is very sort of investigational yeah. and speculative. How many? That's two. Um, satisfying. Cool. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's those three have <laughs> to work. <laughs> now, satisfying for you, like making it or? Yeah, in, in the making of it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's where I would say it's satisfying. Cool one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because I, your work made me smile right away. And oh. so, and I just thought they were funny, like the takes on these devices and you have like, say the banana or the rock actually attached to an outlet with using like yarn or something or, you know, a wrapped cord of some kind. And, and, and they, they weren't clean. Like they were very rustic and raw. And of course you have a stone, you know, and like you think about these pristine 
like wonderfully or maybe not so wonderfully crafted or made like devices you know that that end up dying in two years you know and mm. you know and, and that trans you translated it into like other objects and then the classic can you know which i guess we've all done that when we were young hopefully <laughs> you know, like talked into a can with our friend at the other end you know uh-huh. so yeah so. definitely I'm, I'm glad to hear that you kind of got the humor in those pieces and because I mean I am referencing a certain a person of a certain age and generation who I mean sadly I had to explain all of that to my kid like they oh, yeah. did not get it they I think they <laughs> thought I was going off the, off the deep end there but I mean they laughed because they thought it was weird yeah, yeah. Um, but but most people I think kind of saw or I mean there's some there's references to to um to shows like Get Smart, and I think that's been revived a few times in the movies and stuff. So I think people oh, get nice. the shoe phone and and whatnot. But yeah. yeah, like the the rocks were more about like the object in it and how a, a, a stone feels heavy and and and. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing. I'm only because I I had a friend who dropped their phone on their like on their eye, you know, and got a black eye from it, you know, <laughs> like if you drop the, the stone phone. Stone phone. I haven't thought of that one yet. Interesting. Um, I, I posted recently on Instagram a little, I don't know if, what you would call it, but it's just it, a picture of a cracked screen. And then okay. across that, I put the text cracked screen. Yeah. Uh, equals the equal sign and then daydream so crack screen daydream just kind of a juxtaposition of like would you allow yourself that opportunity if your if your phone does die to kind of sit around and just i mean that's that's what i remember doing as a kid a lot of daydreams mostly at school yeah well like take a moment and like well take a moment yeah put in perspective yeah we don't allow ourselves that nowadays i don't think we have these devices and so if we're bored we turn right to those voids to scroll yeah. and you know sort of keep ourselves occupied that way not with our own thoughts we must be afraid of our ourselves <laughs> well you know it's funny i th- in some of the paintings um i was just making some notes and there's some ghost imagery i think in some of the newer ones like I, it appears that maybe you put the power strip down and you put a spray paint or something and then took it away the power strip yeah. away and it's like the ghost image of it is that how it happened yeah or? that's totally how it happened phil were you there <laughs> <laughs> the facebook was the facebook, watching. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah and so, it's just, yeah and just being like afraid of yourself or afraid of the thoughts um like is that like say you know in the past or in the present like or just being present is that haunting us, you know, like this device that's now a ghost image or like say real connection versus something that, you know, like text versus a phone call even, or, or God willing, a face-to-face conversation, you know? Yeah. You really make a good point. I mean, some of those things for me just come up in the work. I think more of a sub as a subconscious thing because I'm thinking about it so much, yeah. but I think, yeah, like, I think for a lot of us, we are afraid. I mean, anytime I go to the bus stop, I don't know if that's me or and I've heard this from other people, but 
if there's another person or people there, they're on their devices. Like it's hard to go to a bus stop and just kind of strike up a conversation. And I read recently, I think it was in England, somebody devised a bench. It's a super fantastic idea. They bench at a park and there was, they applied a sign to this bench that said something like, if you want to have a conversation, sit here, which is, I love that. Like, okay, (laughs) bring me that bench. (laughs) It should be on wheels. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I I love that as a, as a piece for sure. I was wondering if you would mind reading some of your poetry or um, now am I saying this correctly? Techni techno poetry or. Techne poetry, yeah, I I think that's how you would pronounce it. Okay. Um, sure, I'll read. I'll read one. <laughs> cool. Okay, I let me read. Uh, data thieves. I'm sorry, data what? Data thieves. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. Here we go. We will begin by rationing your data, broken eggs, connections that don't exist. Reconnect. Only between wires buried underground. Recalculate. Broken connections. Broken dreams. Common goals between us. Exist only in thin air. Restore. We are one. No longer. No more. Have you ever read, um, like, say, at a reading? No, I haven't. And I was just thinking, there, there are so many talented folks out there who do poetry and spoken word and... I really admire that as a, as a, yeah. as a practice. Yeah. I yeah, do too. I've it. tried and I have you, yeah. I, I haven't done it stuff. enough. I don't think. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. Like you record your, your work. Oh yeah. Recording is like easy as bones, you know, like if that's even a saying, <laughs> um, but you know, you get in, like, I think we mentioned getting in front of people. Uh, you know, I had someone walk up to me and like put the microphone next to my mouth because like half of what I was reading like wasn't coming through. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. I'm like, oh, can I start over? Good. And I shut down like a little bit. My tone becomes really low and it's not I just I'm afraid of being like too boisterous. And because I don't really think that that's my thing with poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you kind of have to just listen to the words and that's where it comes from, that some of the emotion and stuff. But I'm not a performer, I guess you could say. You know. But you're 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 saying that you have put yourself out there in that way and gone to do a reading? Yeah, like three or four. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. That's <laughs> that truly is a feat. No, I I, I don't know if I could no. <laughs> do you have any uh favorite artists you'd like to bring up? Um, I I don't know. We were talking about a couple before. I, I don't know if that um will be on but anyways i'll mention their names again um so current ones and that i like to follow on instagram austin lee yeah and mandy lynn ford both american i believe um and then a painter called ollie epp who is uh from the uk love their work like just love um and then older historical folks uh duchamp rauschenberg yeah uh Eva Hess, um, Ree Morton, some people that I really like to read about. Oh, sorry, who was the last one? Uh, Ree Morton, so R, R is in Roland, and then yeah. two E's, and then Morton. Um, and she was 
I think she died in the seventies prematurely. Um, she was, she was American and she came to her practice later, later on in her life. She had three kids, um, and then decided to turn. She, I think she was a nurse okay. and then she decided to, she, I think she, then she left her husband and her kids and made artwork full time. It's a pretty amazing story, yeah. but was killed prematurely in a car accident. Oh. Darn, poor, poor lady, because we lost, I mean, she was just kind of hitting the height of her, her right. art making at that point. So that's kind of too bad. But, um, but the, the, the stuff she did make in a short time is really impactful. Yeah. Yeah. More, more, more of an installation, um, practice, I think, but also some t- 2D assemblage stuff too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And I think she was inspired a lot by her children. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's meaningful for my practice. Yeah. I know because in your artist statement on your website, you definitely bring up, you know, your children and, and then like, and and even countless times in this interview. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm surprised they haven't tried to break in. Oh yeah. (laughs) I told them though, I'm like, I need quiet. But I mean, I feel very fortunate that, I mean, we're living in a time where you can mention that you have children and it's kind of okay. Like it's not looked upon as like, my God. It's really kind of great. It really is. I mean, really, yeah. And like some of the other uh, podcasts out there, like the Artist Mother podcast. Yeah. And um, the one that you did with, um, I'm going to blank. Yes. That yeah, was like fantastic, and she does a fantastic job too of mentioning her family. And, oh, totally! And, I love yeah. it. I really do. I, you know, I just like, like, what are we all waiting for? <laughs> like, it happens. So for sure. why not? <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to yeah. take like how many years before it's okay to like record like someone mentioning their family and yeah. Yeah. Because it's a reality. I mean. And it, it, the more you talk about it, the more it becomes like, oh, like I'm not strange. Like, I can, and it's possible to to be an artist and have children and or not, you know. Like, but it's you don't have to have you don't have to not have children to do it. And right. I think that those podcasts are proof of that because they themselves are projects that are created by people with families, <laughs> you know. A hundred percent, like a hundred percent, they're making the. I mean, you, you, you know what goes into making a podcast and how you, you were talking about adjusting sound levels and making sure microphones yeah. are working. And now I'm thinking about the the guy who became infam- infamous on, on um, I think it was a news program and he was working from home and his children came over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I don't remember who, was, who it was, but. But, hilarious. but yeah, and a lot like, of us. Yeah. You can go viral. <laughs> your kids my god you have children and you work <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> and that was a dude <laughs> yeah yeah i know right <laughs> but yeah i mean we're all we all exist on so many different levels it's just not our practice is doesn't just happen in a vacuum right as you as you know <laughs> and it's okay to share like i think the the idea of like artists as in community is 
like another thing. It's like, hey, it happens, so talk about it, you know, and don't be competitive or don't, you know, don't be insecure about it, you know. Like everyone has a place, yeah. and just like with imagery, like you have, you will find that audience. Oh, a hundred percent. That's that what I sense? really, yeah. That's what I love about your practice and your work, and in doing the podcast and and your your talk with Erica. Um, oh, thanks. You know, yeah, it was a lot that, of fun. It was so great and uplifting to hear that because I think I've gotten some of my greatest inspiration from things that people have shared with me it doesn't just come out of my it, yeah again out of some vacuum that i exist in all by myself no it's i mean it's it's right you know and and like podcasts have become that you play them while you're painting you know and and that, oh, for sure you know oh you don't have to but you can sit in front of the screen like i do um because i can't like multitask but <laughs> <laughs> but you know it just helps it's more I don't know. I feel like a lot of things are lifting and that's a good thing, you know, maybe not politically, but at least with like being an artist, you know, and, and, you know, some are bringing politics into it, but I don't, but I think the mystique or the myth, uh, the mistake of, of pin pinning down an artist is what, what they should be. And you have to suffer and all that jazz, you know, it just mm -hmm. doesn't have to be true anymore. And cause it's not, you know, I mean, and, you know, that's kind of personally because I'm pretty much a loner, you know, uh, believe it or not, like, even though I have a podcast, it's, you know, but that's like, for me, that's my, my, my thing, because I, I usually can only, I can't like in a group of people, I, I, I'm quiet, you know, because I can't mm. find that rhythm or something in conversation, you know. But, well, and I think the fact that you talk about that, too, is, is amazing for a lot of us to hear, because that's your humanity and 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 it, and it's i don't know why like you're saying mystique the mystique mistake yeah for a lot of us is not to admit our humanities right as <laughs> we all have them and yeah. so yeah why you not gotta put the human into it and for sure for sure um i'm not 100 sure how to say her last name but kate mothas i believe is how she pronounced it like she just did a video she she's behind young space um, okay. And she just did a short video about, you know, using Instagram or just online platforms for artists, you know, and she said something about don't don't forget to be, you know, human or yourself, you know. Mm. And that's cuz that's hopefully what your work's doing anyway, but like when you take your work out of the picture, don't be afraid to be yourself too in a way it's what i was taking from it you know and that was really helpful and she does awesome things on instagram you, or i believe on the website you can download her tips or if you will i'm not sure exactly what she calls it but it's for ins, you know artists using instagram you can just download it and <laughs> offers a lot of insight and everything so that's cool well bless her heart i'll have to look yeah, her up yeah. that sounds amazing so that, that was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah yeah totally i think that's another bright light in these technologies is that we're able to kind of freely share yeah, our yeah. humanity right. artists or not. I mean, some of the highly curated sites are getting old, I think for people. Yeah. This, I mean, that's what the platforms are for the stuff that doesn't know, doesn't any longer have to be underground, you know? Yeah, completely. You know, that you can share like on a different level, you know? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think now I'm just kind of, thinking of 
the people coming up who are used to these technologies, like a positive thing is that they will maybe somehow see each other as being more imperfect in their humanness. Drinking pumpkin spice lattes in the woods. Yes, back to that. It's been a while since we brought that up. What's the matter? Yeah, I know. I felt like I've been looking outside. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Now, I know I was curious if you have a quote you would like to share. Um, this is super cheesy, but carpe diem, baby. I nice. think that for me is a favorite. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Well, Phil, I thank you so much for your time today. And Oh, no problem. Um, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope we can keep in touch. Oh, definitely. That'll be a cool. lot of fun. This has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening, and keep the dialogue going. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? I'm getting nowhere with this, forget it. Hotcast Home is A-H-T-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks again. Sounds like the party's over, but you can still stay connected. For audio, Otcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Social, Otcast is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. And let's not forget about Instagram. Or else no pumpkin spice latte for you. <laughs> <laughs>